I'm Little Possum. You are listening to the beautiful sounds of praise and worship on Praise Until Dawn here on the Praise Broadcasting Network. As usual, I want to point you to our podcast of A Time Apart and Praise Until Dawn up at our website at pbnradio.com. That's PBN, Praise Broadcasting Network, pbnradio.com. And at the top of the page there, click on Podcast. You'll find both broadcasts up there. A Time Apart will have ATA colon in front of it want to welcome our Roku listeners. If you have Roku, great way to listen to Praise Until Dawn and Praise Broadcasting Network. Just search for, if, if you don't already know, just search for PBN or Praise Broadcasting Network. And I also want to say hello to all of our iWatch listeners, tablet, iPod, iPad listeners, Samsung, iPhone and other phone listeners, and of course our laptop and desktop listeners, and our iHeartRadio listeners. And I'm, I'm sure I've left somebody out, but whatever platform you're using to listen, welcome. Those listening by Alexa, ask her to play PBN Classic on TuneIn. I actually use Alexa to monitor pbnradio.com. Great way to listen. Good sound on it. I also want to remind you about our pbnradio.com Facebook page as well as my personal site. Go to our pbnradio.com homepage at pbnradio.com and click on the little blue and white Facebook logo at the top. It has a a small letter F, which is white, with a, a circle of blue behind it. That's Facebook. That will take you to our pbnradio.com Facebook page. For my personal page, while you're at the pbnradio.com Facebook page, go up to the search bar and at the top enter Pat Rutherford 1232. Pat Rutherford 1232. If you don't have a cell phone, you're back in the Stone Age. My my kids think that <laughs> the way that Claudia and I operate our cell phones is back in the Stone Age. Man, they, they take their their thumbs and their fingers, and man, they just they fly over those keys. 
I just, I can't believe how quickly they do things and how they pick up things. And it's, it's even I, our grandbabies know how to handle those kinds of things. You know, just thinking back, uh, you know, we were, Claudia and I were raised in the era, me born in 1950, and war babies. Claudia born in 52, no, I didn't have to think about that, I was thinking about something else. Now, I got that down. After 50 years, I, I finally got it down. Um, we had those phones that were heavy, the heavy, pla I remember in my room, my dad, he finally, when I was about oh, 12 or so, he hooked up one of the phones in our room. Kirk and I shared a room, and he says, now, if the phone company finds out about this, they're going to make me pay for it. And I thought, oh my. How in the world could they find out? But I guess they could, you know, some way go through a, I don't know, the lines. Can you do that in the 1950s? I don't know. I suppose so. But the receiver on it was so heavy. And it was the dial phone. Kids these days, they have no clue about a dial phone they have no clue my kids barely have a clue they had the uh the, I, I think during that well it was when mandy was just born 75 they had the princess phone but that was still a dial then shortly thereafter they came out with a, the touch tone maybe it was before that they came out i don't know i don't know the history of the phone i just know when i <laughs> When I grew up, we had that hard, real hard, heavy plastic that we picked up and, and talked on it. Now, kids these days, they, they don't know. What, what do you do on this dial? How do you, do you push it in the middle? Do you, it's the funniest thing, watching kids when like we go into an antique shop and and there's dial telephones there for people to to purchase and you watch the young kids these they're looking at that thing oh what in the world kids these days they're they're not going to know anything but the mobile phone and the latest mobile phone at, at that but I keep getting these calls on them. And we, we've got spam caller. I, I don't know why it doesn't just wipe it out. Maybe I have to do something with it. Go through and actually tell it. No, not this one. But my phone comes up with unknown caller. It sounds like a Chinese lady. Unknown caller. And I'll, I'll get so many of those each day. And they, they leave a voice message. If you push one, we will immediately... Da, 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 da. And many will try tactics that aren't quite 
within well I'm not gonna say within the law it's it's um, to make you think it's so that you will push a button and pick up but what what is it we will be forced to take this further if you do not respond within 24 hours, you know, things like that. So Claudia and I, if we don't recognize the number, we don't pick up the phone. I just have no time to talk to spam callers. Now, I'm sorry if some of you are in the business of trying to call out to get business. Look, I, I understand that. I just don't have time for it. I'm glad others do. Claudia and I have been very busy. Um, well, let, let's put it this way. I'm making Claudia stay in bed so that she can, so that her bones can heal. Um, she has had to call her doctor appointments this week and say, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I've been exposed to somebody who has tested positive for uh, the COVID. And of course, that was Mandy and it was um, Jonathan. Now, little possum is down with it. But like I told Mandy, I said, <laughs> she's not going to be down long. It doesn't affect the little ones like, like it does. Although I call her a little one, but she just turned 14. Well, just about 14 and a half right now. Man, I remember what it was like when I was 14. Oh, God, put your hand over her. I was thinking back. I, I like to, from time to time, just think back on my life. What were things like during that time? Um... I hated seminary. I'm sorry, I, I, I did. It, it, in, the, um, in the denomination Claudia and I were members of back then, we didn't have a lot of choices of what to go into and still be true to the doctrines that, that uh, the, the church taught and we thought Jesus taught. And it left us very few options. The other stuff, yeah, didn't interest me at all. But there was something compelling me. I don't know why my sermons were boring. Um, I hated the schoolwork. A lot of reading theological manuals and and I don't want to pull my hair out. I hated it. And yet just the biblical core Bible, now I'm not talking about the doctrines, I'm talking about the Bible, just getting into it. the introduction to subjects within the Bible 
has laid a foundation for me. Some of it good, some of it... Well, I'd, I'd have to say all of it good because now I see where the error was. But I'd prefer not to dwell on that error. I'd prefer to dwell on what our instruction manual says, not what it doesn't say. Does that make sense? I uh, was really interested in the sanctuary service, but not as I am now, the sanctuary service back then, as a ritual of rules, because that's where we, a lot of that's where we got our doctrine. We, the, the church kind of perverted those rules, made them say things that it wasn't supposed to say, but I still got a foundation out of that. There was a purpose. And looking back on it now, I see that purpose. Now I look on the sanctuary and the sanctuary service. The sanctuary was positioned in the center of all the tribes. All the tribes were in perfect order off the north and northeast and, and uh, let's see, north, northeast, east, southeast, south, southwest, etc. And they all surrounded the sanctuary. And day in and day out, that's, they saw that cloud by day and fire by night over the sanctuary. God's presence was literally in the midst of all Israel. kind of miss that part and its implications for today. A lot of people pray about a lot of things. They, they see healings. They see, now I'm, I'm for healings. I'm, I'm for, you know, speaking in tongues. I'm for, you know, what, whatever. If God does it, that's what I want. But I don't think the point is to seek those things. You can be awful dangerous with the power to heal and yet the presence of Jesus does not dwell in the midst of your heart. Um, seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things will make sense and will be added to you.
It doesn't mean don't go up if the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is prompting you to go up and touch someone. And you'll know. You, you know that you know that you know that you know. Prompting you to touch somebody and to pray over them. You do it. That's the presence of God within you. That's what I want, kids. That's what I desire. In returning and rest, you will be saved in quietness and trust will be your strength. And so if you ask me, what, what do you want, Pat? What, what is, you know, you want to be a healer? You want, no, I just, I, I just want the presence of God to dwell within me. So then that in my actions, in my words, in everything I do, the breath of heaven comes out. It sounds like a cliche. I don't mean it to be. That when I walk by, people smell the fragrance of Jesus. Well, I tell you right now, I am not there. That's my heart's desire. And so when we're here together, seeking our Father, I just like to dwell in His presence. And many times He'll talk. You'll know when you know, when you know, when you know. So that's what I would like to do with you today. Well, that's kind of what I do every day with you guys and gals. And it's an honor being here with you. Not leading you, just experiencing with you, seeking our Father. Seeking Helper.
Confess some days I feel forgotten. Seems like you're hiding your face from me. I will admit that I wrestle with my thoughts, struggle with all of the sorrow deep. How long will you leave me here without answers, crushed by the words of my enemies? But I. Trust your unfailing love. I will rest knowing you're enough. I will give praise for through all my days you have been good to me. Ever. 
Jesus, won't you come and dress me in your thoughts? Pick out your favorite ones, I'm holding out my heart. You cover gray, empty space with color from your will. Deep love pouring out and filling up my shell. Beautiful Jesus, my glorious friend, the one who never grows weary and stays to the end. Oh, how. Stays to the end. 
you, keeper of my heart, beautiful Jesus. I love you, no one's like you, keeper of my heart, beautiful Jesus.
As a, a Bethel Music family, a few days before Christmas, most of you guys probably were a part of this miracle, but we watched um, Joel and Janie Taylor's little son, Jackson, 
And he was, a few days before Christmas, airlifted to intensive care. And we began to fight for Jackson's life. How many of you guys joined in that fight and that symphony of prayer that rose up for a little boy? And a couple, couple weeks into the fight, we got a text one night from Joel that they weren't sure if he was going to make it through the night. And as soon as I heard and read the message, it was like this giant of unbelief stood in front of me. And I just, I just thought, Jackson's going to die tonight. We're not going to see the miracle. And as this giant stood in front of me, all of a sudden, out of my gut, this song started coming out right in the face of the giant. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a As that giant was looking at us, I knew he was going to regret the day he ever pointed his sword at Jackson. Just as Goliath pointed his sword at David, the sword Goliath pointed at David became the sword the little boy picked up and took the giant's head off with. And as we watched this miracle happen in Jackson's body, it was like this giant of unbelief was falling. And our community just began to sing this song. It was just one note in the symphony of prayer rising for his life. So I want to teach it to you this morning. Let's sing. I raise a hallelujah.
I was nine years old, we moved to the United States uh, from Jerusalem, and the number one song in the country was Anne Marie, One Day at a Time, Sweet Jesus. And I'll never forget, my mom comes into the car and I'm like, one day at a time, sweet Jesus. My mom says, what did you say, my mouth? And I said, I'm singing the song. She's like, l'ombrim Jesus, we don't say Jesus. But why? In Hebrew, she says, Zayeshu. I grew up not being able to say that name. My son, at the age of five, was diagnosed with Asperger's. He was not verbal. He was very distant. He was the cause of me going back to school and becoming a special education teacher. I knew a lot about science. I studied a lot about everything. But I really never even opened the Bible. Ironically, I was teaching Hebrew school as a side job. 
teaching the prayers, teaching the liturgy. I mean, I knew everything. I, I had seen my father pray the prayers and put on the talid, and and I know all of the rhetoric and everything that, you know, goes along with being Jewish. But I didn't feel any connection to God. I would sit at synagogue and I tried to feel something. I tried to feel God. And it wasn't, it was like the Chagall stained glass windows and everybody around me and the Bima and the Ark and the Torah being taken out. And I felt, I remember feeling nothing. At my school, I worked at an after school program. And there was a woman um, that had wrote, written a book called, Jesus, Can I Talk to You? So she said to me, I don't have money to hire an editor. Would you help me edit my book? And I said, well, I don't know anything about Jesus. So I do know about writing. I know about English. I know about commas. I know about semicolons. I just don't know anything about Jesus. It was a lot of stuff from the Old Testament. And I'm like, um, and, and I would see things like, you know, uh, this is from Ecclesiastes, or this is from, you know, Samuel or Kings, and I was like, these are our, our books. This came from the Jewish Bible. I never read the Bible. I read about the fact that we would be pierced, and that's exactly what happened to Jesus. And for the first time, the Bible came alive to me, and it's Isaiah 53. And you know, I said, how can you miss this? It's like right there. It's right there in the Scripture. In our, in our book, saying the prayer and asking for him to come into my life, and I accepted him as my savior, even though I just became a believer in the Jewish Messiah, but in Jesus, whose name I can't even say at the private Jewish school. Whoa, this is too weird. The grandson of the head of our Judaics program, and the first year that he was there, he you know, would talk to me and, and I would say, oh, it's time to go to tefillah. You know, students were required to go to prayer and you must go to tefillah. He's like, I hate tefillah. I'm like, your grandfather is the head of the Judaic program of the school. And so he comes up and he puts a keep on my head and he's like, you're like a rabbi because rabbi in Hebrew means teacher. He goes, I could just see it. One day you're going to become a Hasidic. And I said, no, 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 Joshua. <laughs> totally the furthest thing I'm going to become. He says to me, he goes, I don't understand you. What kind, like, do you keep Shabbat? What kind of a Jew are you? What do you mean, what kind of a Jew am I? And he goes, there's something different about you. There's, I don't know what it is. There's something different about you. And I said, Joshua, sit down. I really respect you. And I'm going to tell you, uh, What's different about me is that I believe that Jesus is the Messiah. And his eyes got wide and he stood up and he pointed at me. He's like, I knew it, I knew it. You're, you're always talking about love and stuff. And, and the students know, they know. I, I can talk about God all day. See, I couldn't do that in public school. Public school, you can't talk about God. But at a private Jewish school, I can talk about God all day. And you know, sometimes they'll, they'll go, you know, they, they test me. And, and sometimes I get really close and they really question, like, what am I really saying? But if they ever come to me and say, what do you really believe, like Joshua does or did, I would tell them, I believe that Jesus is my Messiah. Coming out of the Messianic closet, that's pretty much a good way to put this. I'm, I've gone against, completely against the grain. You know, when you go against the grain, like you get splinters. It's not easy. 
It's not been an easy path for me, especially knowing what I know and hearing what I hear, how the rabbis talk about him, how the students mock him. And I say, okay, I'm here for you. I wanna stay here, you know? And people ask me, aren't you afraid if they find out at your school that you believe that Jesus is the Messiah, that you'll get fired? So, God will always provide. He has through everything and he always delivers. He took it on the cross for me. Jesus died so that I could be born again. The greatest pain is to give up your own child. How much God must have loved us to give up his only son for us.
Like a rushing river, let mercy flow through my heart to my world. Like a rushing river, let mercy through my heart to my world. Like a rushing river, let mercy flow through my heart to my world. Like a rushing. The Bible says that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and that He saves those who are crushed in spirit. And I don't know if you're in this place and you're ready to admit readily that's you or whether you've been holding it all together, but just underneath the surface, the surface you are trembling and you don't know if you're gonna make it well. That's exactly where the Lord comes right in and where He says that He's close and where He says that He's ready to save. So in these next few moments, would you let Him just come and love on you and minister to you and remind you that you're His, remind you that you are held, remind you that He is close, that He's not for a second forsaken you or forgotten you, that He has not abandoned you, that His promises are still good. His promises are still good and His heart is for you. Jesus, we say Your name. Worship your name. Jesus. In the quiet, in the stillness, I know that you.
dancing together, there is no one. There is no one I trust you, I don't need 
day is dimming and I'm yearning for you I won't be satisfied till I see your face Every victory, every loss, every tick and every cross You can put them all in place It seems I'm finding more of why in these moments Feel like I'm made to sing of how good you are. The more the years swell by and pass, each second's more than last. It's true by far that no profound thought or clever rhyme, no soaring grand melodic. Your side can explain it. Can explain where you are. I wanna be. It's your love that has changed me.
that has changed me. I give my life to honor you and whom I live and whom I move. Better is one day. And a thousand Yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. It's even in your altars, O Lord of Hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house, because they will still be praising you. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, and whose heart is set on pilgrimage, as they pass through the valley of Baca. Of weeping, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools, and they go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. God of Jacob, O God, behold our shield, and look upon the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts, Lord, is better than a thousand outside. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness.
for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. And the Lord will give grace and glory, and no good thing will He withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed, blessed is the man who trusts in you.
been listening to Pat Rutherford and Praise Until Dawn here on the Praise Broadcasting Network. Pat and Claudia would love to hear from you. I'll give you the address in just a moment. Thank you for remembering that Praise Broadcasting Network is listener supported. Your donations help keep PBN on the air for listeners just like you all over the world. Donations are tax deductible in the United States and appreciated from around the world. Our address is Praise Broadcasting Network, P.O. Box 2468, Asheboro, North Carolina, 27204. You can also visit our website at www.pbnradio.com. Pat and Claudia love reading your email. You may send it to mail at pbnradio.com or call them at 336-626-PRAY. That's 336-626-7729. You're listening to Praise Until Dawn, coast to coast and around the world, here on the Praise Broadcasting Network.